number four. We're back. Another episode of the Towing the Line podcast with me, your host. Um, I have acknowledged the fact that I need to be louder. So I'm either going to talk louder or I'm going to bring it up once, bring the volume up once I've finished recording. I'll listen to it and make sure that it is loud enough so that you can listen to it and not have to have your phone on maximum volume because that is a big no-no. I hate when that happens when I'm listening to a podcast and I'm trying to carry my phone around and listen to it at the same time Um, and it's on max and I still can't hear it. That shits me. So I don't want to be doing that with my own podcast. So I will endeavor to solve that problem. I'm going to try and talk at the mic too. I have a big um, problem with you know, the mic being in front of me and then I'll turn my head to the side and talk away from it because I'm pretending like someone's here, but no one's really here. So I'm just going to make sure I try and talk directly at the microphone the entire time. Anyway, um, yes, another week in the books, another podcast currently being recorded. Um, I don't know about you guys, but this week was a pretty good week. It was very cold though, far out. So I, this was the first week I've successfully um, hit the gym three times, done three successful weight sessions. I did a squat vertical push pull, which is like um, you're moving in the vertical plane. So like pull-ups for the pull and I guess overhead press for the push. Um, Then I did, yeah, squat push pull vertical and then I did hinge push pull horizontal plane which is more like I don't know your bench press or your loaded push-ups your deadlift and like your bent over rows because you're working in that horizontal plane of movement um so that was good and then on Friday hit a fucking just basically just a party pump session just did some bench and some arms with a bit of skiing in there and it was wonderful and then went and watched Black Widow which was like, it was pretty good. It was very good. It was actually really enjoyable. Um, so I would recommend that to anyone who is looking for a movie to go watch. Go and see Black Widow. It does not let you down. Um, there were some emotional moments in that movie. I will not lie. Um, I did shed a tear. So, yeah. Would recommend. 10 out of 10. No, not as good as Endgame. Or the Justice League Snyder Cut. If you haven't seen that too, fucking watch it. Four hours of, like, split it up over two days, I think. But if you're going to, like, if you're into superhero movies, watch the Snyder Cut. Especially if you've already seen Justice League. The Snyder Cut is amazing. Um, It fills in so many fucking gaps. And just covers off, sorry, covers off so many more, like, stories or plot holes that were there. Or stuff that they just breezed over. So watch that too. Hot movie recommendations coming in from your boy, Anthony. Um, Yeah, what else did I do this week? Mm, Not much. Um, I did listen to a really... I I shared it to my Instagram story, but it was a super cool, um, thought-provoking podcast with uh, Joe Rogan and Michael Pollan. And it was basically about plants, not from a vegan perspective, but from just plants in general, how they're, sorry, I was looking away from the mic, how plants are, I guess they've, they've got their, they've got minds of their own. They adapt to situations. Like you look at the defense mechanisms that certain plants have that they can actually, like, if you look at, I don't know, you look at, I guess, 
hallucinogenic mushrooms and stuff like that. That's an that's a defense mechanism for the plant because you take you eat the plant and then you fucking trip balls and you know forget I guess what the plant looked like, where it is, anything you forget, you forget anything about it. Either that or you eat too much of it and you fucking die if you're an animal. So that like the plants create those defense mechanisms in order to survive. Like that to me that is wild. And then uh, the uh, Michael made an example of like there are trees. I can't remember what type of tree it was, but anyway, the gist of it was like when caterpillars land and start eating the leaves of this certain tree, it will send out a signal for other trees around it to release a toxin or a chemical into their leaves or into their, you know, into the tree that will actually make the the leaves really bitter and disgusting so that if the caterpillar goes to eat it, it'll be like, ugh, this is gross instead of, you know, chomping it down. So yeah, they just talked about shit like that, which was, it was pretty fucking mind blowing if I'm honest. Um, It made me think like, we are we think we're so goddamn intelligent but we're intelligent in our own plane of knowledge we are not intelligent in these other like we're not intelligent in respect like plants are their own form of intelligence like you look at dolphins dolphins are their own form of intelligence we're intelligent by our standards but their standards are completely fucking different like you look at plants plants have been around for fucking forever you know and they've been adapting this whole time, you know, the poisonous plants. Every plant has a different, I guess, um, defense defense mechanism, way to defend itself against the, the wild. So, yeah, it was just mind-blowing. So if you're looking for a good, informative listen that's going to, you know, blow your mind, then chuck that one on. I can't remember what episode number it was, but it was very, very good. Um, and what else did I do this week? All I know is I went for a few, sorry, that was, that'll probably blow your eardrums out. Um, I went for a few runs in the morning and it was fucking cold. Holy shit. I wore gloves, obviously, but it was so icy. Insane. Like, and it's always, I probably miss when it gets super cold because I'm usually done by six o'clock, six, quarter past six. I've usually, usually finished my run by then. And then like I find like 6.30 to 7 or 6.30 to 7.30, even 6.30 to 8 o'clock, it is the fucking coldest shit ever. I felt it. So yesterday I went for a ride with James and one of his mates, Sean. We went like, we're cutting laps of the neighborhood. We went all sorts of different places and it was fucking freezing. We left at like 6.30. It was so cold. Um, and I find like it was cold but bearable until it got to like six uh, quarter to seven and then it was fucking freezing and it was freezing until like eight o'clock and then it starts to kind of you know back back off again when the sun rises not a good time to be out there so yeah i felt that i I probably avoided the the brunt of it during the week but this weekend yesterday and today i had another ride left it would have been seven o'clock, so I was like right in the middle of the fucking freezing cold, freezing coldness. Decided to ride up King Lake, which is a where I where I live. It's a like a it's a bit of a hill. Um, so I decided just to ride up there and down, and it gave me my. I was supposed to do an hour forty, but I ended up doing two hours, or just over two. Um, but yeah, I was it was fucking freezing, and then as I started to gain elevation, it was fine because I was obviously above where it was cold. 
and heat rises, I suppose. So it was great as I was climbing. And then as I got to the top, I was like, this is fantastic. I might even strip some layers off. Thankfully, I didn't make that call because I was wearing so many fucking layers. I had a skins top. Then I had a layer of like a long sleeve thermal top. Then I had arm warmers. Then I had a jersey. And then I had like an, a vest to go over the top. And then on my head, I had a beanie. Then I had neck warmer on my neck. And then obviously my helmet. And then hands, I had surgical gloves and then my actual gloves, which if you have issues with cold hands, putting surgical gloves or latex gloves or like a plasticky kind of glove on your hand before you put your hand inside the actual glove is a fucking game changer. I recently got told that, got told that trick. Um, I don't know what it is, but like your hands sweat. It's disgusting, but your hands sweat inside the, the surgical glove and it's just like this fucking pool of sweat, but it keeps your hands warm. So, and it protects, like it helps the wind from, I guess it stop, what it does is it stops the wind from, it stops the, the gloves from getting wet from the sweat and the wind from hitting that, hitting the gloves and making it cold. So game changer. Um, and then I had my like boot covers on as well and it was fucking frozen like by the time i got to the bottom of king lake after the descent it was fucking freezing like i was my teeth were, were chattering it was ridiculous um so that was a good good ride and thankfully i didn't have to run after my ride today yesterday i did misjudged it thought i was gonna only have to do six k's ended up being eight and i was like wasn't it wasn't a fast run so it was easy but i was like i'd already planned out where i was gonna run and then i just had to add an extra two k's on the end which was like I mean, at the end of the day, it wasn't a big deal at all, but I, um, yeah, I didn't want to do it at the time. And then last night, Caitlin and I, we were going to make a vegan butter chicken, but then we decided, fuck it, we'll go get burgers instead. Went to Grilled, and I got, well, I initially got one burger, and then we got Schnitz chips, because Schnitz chips are the shit, the Schnitz. Um... Yeah, got one burger, sat down, like it took probably 10 minutes, and then I ate it, and I was like, oh, man, I, I want another burger. And I was like, I'll eat a few chips and see how I feel after that. Ate a few chips, and I was like, mm, I'm going to get another burger. So I ordered a second one, and that was also delicious. Grilled vegan burgers, the bomb. Then we found this pretzel place that does vegan pretzels, and I got just a cinnamon sugar one, and Caitlin got a Biscoff one, which was fucking amazing. I was stealing all the Biscoff spread. I was dipping my one in there. It did look a little bit like poop, like diarrhea, uh, but it tasted wonderful. So, you know, looks aren't everything sometimes. And in this case, they certainly weren't. And then, yeah, so here we are now recording this podcast, ready to go out to you guys tonight, Sunday night, the 11th of July. I should I should probably start stating the date at the start of uh, each of my podcasts. So, yeah, I probably should do that. Um, oh, so there was this, I was listening to the, uh, two bears, one cave podcast. I'm not going to play it here because it's a bit like, I don't know if you go and look it up, I'm not going to, yeah, I'm not going to play it here because some people might take it the wrong way. Not that there's that many people that listen to this, but it's yeah. So if you want to hear something that will catch you so off guard, it will feel like someone has just punched you in the side of the face. Go to the Two Bears, One Cave podcast on Apple Podcasts, episode 87, and skip in 50 minutes, I think it is, 
yeah, skip in 50 minutes and then just listen. You'll know when it hits you because <laughs> it's big. Um, it is hilarious. I, I laughed personally. I don't know if everyone, I don't know if it's for everyone, but I know I fucking laughed for a very long time. Um, so yeah, go check that one out. I'm just going to have a look at my notes. Ah, oh, that's right. So uh, what I've been trying to do to give myself, because a week's a long time, I think of a lot of shit. So what I've tried to do is write down stuff that I think of while I'm exercising when I finish. So I'm like, oh, I thought of this, this, and this. Quick, write it down. Make note of it in my notes app. I've, got, I've actually changed notes apps too. I changed to Bear. I used to use Apple Notes, but I feel like, I don't know, I read somewhere that Bear Notes are better. So I've jumped on that bandwagon. I'm going to see how that goes. So I will let you know if they're any better because I am a huge notes fan. Notes and reminders, I love them. I have like fucking lists going. I have notes for everything because I just find it so useful. Like if you think of something, just write it down. That way it's there. You've got a reference point. Anyway, that's what I've been trying to do. Every time I finish a run, a ride or something, I'll make sure I take down notes of the stuff I've you know touched on or thought about because something it froze there for a second hopefully i didn't miss any um dribble but yeah so i try and take down notes after i finish because i've I've got i think of things that i want to talk about on the podcast and i'm like i'll forget it over the process of the week so one of the things i thought about while running i've actually thought about this a few times and i decided to finally google it um so Whenever I'm running up, there's always rabbits running across the trail here and there, like all over the place. And I'm always like, why the fuck do rabbits, like rabbits are so camouflaged. You can't see them until they move. And then you see their white ass or their white tail. And it's like, why the fuck would you evolve to have a white tail? It's like a giant fucking target on your ass. So I like, I, I thought, I've thought about this many times and I was like, I need to fucking Google this to find out. And turns out it actually makes so much sense. So the reason they have that is so that if they're getting chased by a predator, say a fox, for example, they can be running, 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 and then just dart sideways. And the fox has been focusing on the white tail of their, their ass. And then all of a sudden they turn sideways and they're completely camouflaged in the grass. So the fox is like, it just fucking scatters it because it's been focusing on this white, bright white, um, you know, fur. And all of a sudden, it's changed to bloody brown, and then it's like, uh, or grey, and now it's like, where the fuck, where did, where did the rabbit go? So, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, so, fun fact, if you take anything away from this podcast, it's that rabbit, it's why rabbits have white tails. I guess, before we get into the thick of what I'm tr- going to talk about today, it's that. Um, that is if you make it that far. So, yeah, I've... I'm actually excited because when I put this out, it's going to definitely bump my um, views or downloads up to over 100, which is huge for me. I never expected to actually have anyone listen to this or download this or pay any attention to this podcast. And I've over three episodes, I've had like 95 downloads. So I'm pretty chuffed about that. It's not like, I don't know if I don't know if that's a lot or if that's none at all. But for me, I'm just pumped that people are listening so thank you if you're listening to this right now i really appreciate it and every single listen goes gets appreciated so if you can share this with your mates if you think they'll enjoy it share it with them because you know the more listeners the merrier um 
Yeah, so thank you. I don't know where I was going with that, but we will dart off on another tangent. I was also thinking, I think this was, this wasn't yesterday. It might've been Thursday. I was thinking about, I was actually going to do a story about it and I was like, nah, save it for the podcast because that way you can talk about it. You don't have to rush. You don't have to keep it to the bloody limit of a story or, you know, whatever. So, and I guess it's exclusive content to people who actually listen to this story. So, you know, you're welcome guys. Yeah, I was thinking there are so many cool people in like your your little group of friends or your the people that you know. They're, think of all the stories that the people that you know have. Like in your little group of mates or whatever. Think of all the cool stories that are in that little group. Now, imagine that for the that that's the case for every single person in the world. And I'm sure some people have some fucking whopper stories too. And now think about how many people actually get to hear those stories. None, barely any. Like it's just the people in their circle that probably hear those stories or even less, probably just the people in their closest, tightest circle get to hear the the stories that they've got. And I was just thinking about that. I was like, holy shit, that's insane. Like I know some people, like the way that this stemmed from me thinking about people that I could potentially jump, have on my podcast and, and talk to people that I, I know, you know, have some pretty cool shit to say. And like, they're not famous by any means. They're just people doing cool stuff. And it dawned on me, I was like, this is the case for so many people. So many people have bloody cool shit to say and no one's ever going to get to hear it because you know, they're not famous or they don't have a platform. They're not on Joe Rogan experience. So I was like, cool, I'm going to keep that in the back of my mind. And I'm going to just, you know, make note of people that have told me some pretty cool shit and I will probably eventually get them on. I know decided on one big dog that I'm going to get on, uh, big Shane Egan, the gray wolf. He's done some pretty cool shit. He was with Ben and I when we did two bays, so he's a hundred percent coming on this podcast at some point, um, probably after Ben. But yeah, before I get anyone on, I think I've said this before. I'd like to just try and find a nice rhythm and get like find my own, get the volume and shit right, learn how to do all this properly, so that I don't fuck it up when I have someone else on. Because I don't mind fucking it up when I'm by myself, because it doesn't really matter. But when someone else is on then it's a different story. So I'll probably end up buying another mic as well so that the sound quality can be very crisp. Um, What else? Oh, so decided to play or buy Monopoly deal the other the other week because um, I've heard, I've seen wonderful things on social media. Apparently it is a very addictive fun game or fun version of Monopoly and can confirm it is played a couple of games last night with Caitlin and I won two of three but yeah it's fun it's not doesn't last as long so you don't have to settle in for like six hours you can rip through a couple of games in I don't know probably takes like 10 minutes maybe a game so far um takes a little bit to kind of understand and get used to but once you get the hang of it so much fun so I will be playing more of that probably today as well um, and I'll probably end up making that vegan butter chicken as well that I was going to make last night. So very excited for tonight's dinner already. And it's only like 12 o'clock. So looking forward to that. Um, all right. So pleasantries out of the way. I 
don't usually like I don't decide on the topic of these podcasts as such I kind of just let them fall into my lap and during the week this one did I was on a run and I just thought of it because it was so fucking gold I was like ah I didn't really want to be there like let's be honest I'm struggling a little bit mentally to push myself through you know parts where I I just weren't usually like go back pre-Iron Man when I didn't want to do things I was like just do it it's for the iron man like you'll be fine just keep pushing whereas i think i've used all my mental toughness i used a lot of my mental toughness around the iron man like leading up to it and during so now i'm you know struggling a little, a little bit in that department and i was running and it was freezing cold i was like i don't want to fucking be here i don't want to do this shit i was like why am i why am i doing this and then i was like this is a good topic to discuss on the podcast and it is the topic of motivation versus discipline Motivation is great, don't get me wrong, but a while ago, I stumbled on the fact that it's, like, I think motivation is bullshit. If you rely on motivation for something, you are fucked. You are, it's not going to get you there. It can't. It might get you, you know, to a couple of workouts, but that's it. Like, you can't be motivated all the time. It's impossible. And if someone tells you they are, they're full of shit because you just can't be. There is not a single person on this planet that is every time they rock up to the gym going to be like, yes, I'm going to fucking rip this. Not motivated all the time. No fucking way. It's discipline. Discipline is what gets you through those dark days when it's fucking freezing outside and you know you just don't you don't want to get up. You don't want to get out of bed and go and run or go and ride or do whatever. Discipline is what fucking rips you out of bed and says, all right, mate, come on, you've got to do this. You don't have a choice. And that's that's that. Like discipline is so important. Like motivation is good and it helps you. It helps you. Like it helps you go that little bit extra sometimes. But discipline is what gives you that base. You can rely on discipline all day, every day if you've got it. Um, so that's like, I guess people ask, People ask, have asked, like, how do, how do you stay motivated to train? It's like, it's not about that. I'm not motivated all the time. Like, during that Ironman training block, I was not fucking motivated. Sorry, I'm just going to move my bag. I was not motivated. Bro, that, that shit sucked. Like, I got probably, I was motivated for the first two weeks. And then I realized how hard it was going to be. And I was like, it's only going to get worse. Fuck. And then I was like, I can't, like, I just have to accept that this is what it's going to be. So like motivation is great, but it's very fleeting and discipline is what got me through that. I was not motivated every session at all. It's so fucking hard. And like motivation is great if you want to start a session, but if you're going for a five, six hour ride, like, yeah, it might help you get out the fucking door and on the bike. But once you're on the bike, like what motivation is not going to last for six hours. Fuck no. You have to be disciplined and just you have to know that you can, I guess, push and keep going and you need, like, it almost has to be a need. Like, you ha- it has to be like a job. It has to be something you have to do, a non-negotiable. And that's how I look at things. That's how I look at my training. Like, I know what I've got to do during the week and I do it. It's a non-negotiable. I don't wake up in the morning and think, oh, I don't really want to do this. I won't. I'm just going to go back to sleep. I get up, you know, at a certain time and I go out, I go and do what I've got to do because it's something I have to do and like that's discipline that's not motivation so I wanted to try and like kind of go into depth on discipline versus motivation and I guess you know just just talk about it because I believe it is so 
important um, in terms like when you want to train for something or when, when like it applies to life in general. You need you need to be disciplined. You need to be disciplined in life. Motivation is very fleeting, and if you rely on it, you are screwed. So, I guess discipline for me is I don't know where I I don't know where I, where I got it from or you know how I kind of stumbled on it, but because I was you know I was a pretty lazy young kid, very very chubby, and I think that led me that that has almost overcorrected it overcorrected my mentality so i would when i was younger probably when i was just starting out football training i was very chubby very lazy um i don't think i've told this story on the podcast i haven't so great you guys are in for a treat so i my mum would like i was i was overweight i wasn't super fat but i was overweight and my mum would try and make me go for walks after school just to try and you know be active a bit because i wasn't doing anything um and i'd be like i would hate it i never wanted to go ever until I realized that I could grab some tiny teddies, a bag of shapes and a roll up and go for a walk and eat them and then come back. So that's exactly what I used to do. I would, you know, raid the pantry for some snacks and then I would walk just far enough to be out of sight and I would just sit down, eat some snacks and then come back, you know, 10 minutes later and be like, I did my walk. Um, Then I would look for like... That was pretty early on. Then later on when I started playing football, I would look for excuses to get out of footy training. So I'd like, you know, I'm always injured. I've always got something wrong with me. And I think that has led me to now have the mentality that nothing is good enough. There is no excuse, which is not a good mentality to have, but it's something I'm working through and working on. But it's led me to have the mentality of nothing is good enough. There is no good enough excuse to not be able to do it. Nothing. Unless you're fucking like injured badly, very sick or dead. There is no excuse. And that's kind of where I get my my drive from. So I guess it's led me down some pretty bad paths, which I will touch on a few later, but not in this podcast, but in another one. But one of the main ones, it's led me to get injured quite a bit because I don't see the signs and I think, no, you're just being, you know, you're just being a little pussy. Keep pushing. That's how I did my back last year. I was sore. I was very sore in the, the weeks leading up to it. And I could feel like my glute was very tight. My hips were tight. Everything was getting tight and tighter and tighter. And I was like, no, you're a fucking pussy. Just keep pushing. You'll be fine. And then all of a sudden, bang, I was injured. Um, so it's just, I've slowly, slowly, I've learned. I actually got a question about that relates directly to this. I'll read it out from Amy. Um, Sorry, bear with me. I'm just rolling through my Instagram. It is when you've... Sorry, when to know when you've taken discipline too far. See, I've done this multiple times. It's a a bad habit I've got because I tend to just keep going. I'm like, I don't know that... I I don't know that it's not necessary to, you know, push beyond but I do because I feel like I have to and I think it's a lesson I've slowly started to learn especially with this Ironman training block and listening to my coaches and James who was a bit of a mentor and it's just learning that um, something that he said that stuck stuck with me was there are some days where getting that extra half an hour hour of sleep instead of going and doing your swim or going and doing a ride or a run is going to benefit you more because you're going to be able to recover and hit the next session harder 
than actually getting up and breaking your body down. So like if you think of it like this, so every time you train, you break your body down to a certain level, then your body recovers and then you adapt and you get fitter in the recovery. It's not the actual breaking down. So the hardest part of an Ironman training block is being able to show up, um, I guess, consistently and just keep showing up. That is going to benefit you more than if you hit every session, like max out and then get injured and then don't finish the block. Like you're better off showing up to say 80% of them then showing up to 100, getting injured, and then zero. So you got to think of longevity. In I'm using this Ironman block as an example because it's a, the most recent in my mind, and it's something that I've gone through you know, recently. So you've got to think of the longevity of it. Like if you take this morning off in order to allow your body to recover because you're feeling sick, you're sore, you're tired, does that mean that you're going to be able to hit tomorrow's session at 100%? Like, are you going to be able to hit it harder tomorrow? And I can't, I think that's just a lesson that I've learned is like, you've got to you've got to think of those. Like, if you're training consistently all the time, taking a fucking day off is going to be good for you. Like, so many people... Oh, I was caught in the trap too. So many people get caught in the trap of no rest days. Like, I remember there was a fucking... I think it was like almost over a year that I didn't take a single day off. I just, I trained every single day, all day, not all day, but I trained every day. And like, yeah, I was fit, but you need a fucking day off mentally and physically. So even if it's, so during the Ironman training block, the rest days were actually, it was either, it wasn't a rest day, it was either a Monday swim or you would, so you would try and pick up recovery on the Sunday and the Monday by... So the Saturday was obviously the biggest day. You would ride, I would ride for bit five to six hours and then run, I think it was like eight to 14 Ks off the bike. So you'd be looking at seven to eight hour training block, uh, training day of actual training. And then you would have, you know, obviously time that, so it'd be more than eight hours because you would stop for a fucking drink when you're on your ride or stop for, you know, a couple of minutes to go to the toilet or something. So you were looking at over eight hours of training on the Saturday. And then the Sunday, you would have a long, easy run. So it would have been like a two-hour run at an easy pace. So you're looking to try and pick up recovery on that easy run because you're keeping it at a pace that's like, yes, it's, you know, you're still running, but it's not a pace that's going to make your body break down. So your body has broken down on the Sunday. You've just fucking trashed it uh, on the Saturday, sorry. Then you you know, you wake up, you go into the run on the Sunday and your body doesn't get broken down anymore because you're running at a pace that allows you to, I guess, start the recovery process. Yeah, it's a long time, but I guess when you've done the training up to that point, your body's kind of used to it. So for me, it was that it was hitting that run on the Sunday at a slow pace, keeping the heart rate in zone two, which was below or around 140 beats per minute for me. So keeping the heart rate in that level or in that that zone allowed me to start the recovery process. So then when I rolled into Monday morning swim, it was, you know, about getting the distance. It was Mondays was never really any hard efforts. It was more so long, steady pace. So it might be like 800s or 1K efforts or, you know, 400s or something like that at a pace that is maintainable. So never, you know, going out doing max effort hundreds. It was slow steady pace so i've kind of just 
gone off on a bit of a tangent, I think. But hopefully this makes this makes sense to you guys. Because I kind of got lost in my thoughts then. But I guess, I don't even know where I started with this. Oh my gosh. Anyway, recovery. This That's right. Discipline, recovery, in order how that's right how to know when you've taken discipline too far so yeah you need to allow your body time to recover and if you keep breaking your body down you're just going to end up injured and the 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 funny part about that is is when you get injured you can't do anything so your body has time to recover it's like your body saying to it saying to you all right mate you've you've had your chance fuck you i'm i'm done we're not doing anything anymore and it just stops like that's that's exactly what it's like so I felt that last year and when I when I hurt my back, I kind of, that was probably the biggest learning experience I've had. So I've learned to implement things to like, like warming up before every session, warming up and activating before every session, stretching and cooling down properly after every session. Like I've learned things, valuable lessons, taking time, skipping a session, skipping one session now is going to save you from skipping, you know, three or four weeks of sessions if you keep pushing it down, if you keep pushing yourself down that path because you will end up fucking injured and that's your body just uh, drawing the line and saying, nope, not doing this anymore. So I guess when to know that you've taken discipline too far, it's, it's fucking hard. I haven't nailed it and I'm still learning, but I guess all you can do is try and take a lesson away each time. Like if you're aware of it, if you're aware that you have that problem, which I, I am, I definitely have that fucking issue. Um, like, I guess it's not really an issue though, is it? It's a positive trait to have. You've just got to know how to use it. So you just got to be aware of it, aware of it, make note. And every time you find yourself, you know, you've burnt yourself out, then say, all right, how could I have done this differently and actually learn from it and take that into consideration. That's what I, that's how I've tried to look at things lately is just try and learn from it and you know put that in your bag of tricks for next time so yeah it's fucking hard to know when you are pushing your discipline too far but you know just just try and be be aware of it it's definitely like it's hard to because it can blind you like i've been been in been in that hole before where i know more like i've i thought more was always better that was my attitude it's probably two years ago or two or three years ago, I was in that hole of, you know, I would train for a stupid amount of time every day. And in total, I'd train for a stupid amount of time over the week and I wouldn't have a rest day. So it was just, my attitude was more is always better. And that's not the case. I've learned so much in this Ironman training block or training journey that you don't, more isn't always better. Like sometimes the quality of the shit you do is better and being smart about it. You can get away with doing a lot by training, you know, less and just being smart with it because you allow yourself to actually break down or train and then recover. You get the adaptions in the recovery process. Whereas if you just keep breaking your body down, you're never going to adapt to recover and you're actually going to get worse. Your fitness and your strength and everything is going to get worse as opposed to getting better when you like when you allow yourself to recover. So for me, I've learned that's probably... Oh, geez, sorry. The biggest lesson I've learned in this whole fucking training block is that recovery is, you know, massive, massively important. Sorry, I just knocked the mic. Yeah, recovery is massively important. It's just as important as 
the training component of it because without the recovery you're not going to actually adapt and get better so yeah it's a fucking man it's a minefield and like i've heard i know it's hard because everyone has told me this my you know for years i've been told this i've you know i've it's take it you just have to fucking like the hardest part is you just you learn it you find it you find it out the hard way most of the time like you find it out by experiencing it and that's that's what i did i found out by experiencing it like i heard it countless times didn't listen like the one at the moment that's getting me is hydrating more when i'm on the bike um i know i need to drink more when i'm on the bike but i don't because if you drink more on the bike well the philosophy behind it is if i drink more on the bike then I'm going to be on top of my hydration so that when I finish my bike and I finish my run or whatever, I'm going to have to drink less to actually top my body back up. Whereas if I don't drink properly on the bike, then I'm already behind so that when I finish, I'm running and I'm going to be further behind. And then I'm going to spend the day trying to replenish my stores and my body's not going to get time to recover because it's like, bro, we need water, we need water, we need water. Whereas if I top them up straight away, then I finish my ride and my body can start recovering properly sooner so that's a lesson that i'm learning at the moment and i need to try and fucking break this cycle of hearing lessons from other people that have learned them the hard way and just ignoring them being like now i'm different and then it hitting me and then me having to learn the hard way and me being like fuck should i just listen to them so i know people if anyone listens to this i gotta stop saying that i know people listen to this um if you listen to this and you hear like and i tell you tell you know my experiences and give my advice like listen to it and take into consideration and you don't have to action it you don't you don't need to action anything like that's something that i've started to kind of lean into is i'm not actioning advice straight away but i will be aware so i'll flick my awareness on onto it so what i've done now is i've started noticing how i recover when i do hydrate properly throughout the session I've started being aware of that and that has led me to believe or led me to see that they're right. Or James is right. I need to drink more when I fucking ride because when I do, I recover way better and feel awesome. So just be aware. If I mention like I have learned a lot of lessons the hard way. So if I talk about something on here, don't you don't need to fucking follow it, follow me blindly. Just be just acknowledge it and I guess be aware of it uh, when you're experiencing something similar. And it could help you avoid making a big mistake because I'm sure there are a lot of people out there that, you know, fall into that trap of being over-disciplined and just end up with injuries because they didn't listen or, you know, they thought they were right when everyone, when there were people around them telling them that they're not. Um, Yeah, so, oh, (laughs) There's another thing that this is just fucking random as sorry to drop this in the middle of a serious chat, but (laughs) when I was running, I thought of something like I remember as a kid in kangaroo ground, there used to be this albino or albino, however you want to pronounce it, um, kangaroo that you would see that we, we would see, we'd actually see at primary school occasionally and it led me down the path of thinking because I was already thinking about rabbits and then this kangaroo fucking, I don't know why I thought about this now, but this kangaroo was albino. And I was like, the Easter bunny is depicted as a very large person sized bunny that carries around 
Easter eggs and delivers them to people. Now, it led me to think that what if the Easter Bunny was actually based off a fucking albino kangaroo or an albino kangaroo? Because think about it, it makes a lot of sense. This giant or this very tall person-sized rabbit, like they look, if you if you shrunk down a kangaroo and made it the size of a rabbit, it would look very similar. It would be very funny, but it would look similar. The only thing that's different is the fucking tail. So, like, what if it was based off a, a giant albino kangaroo? Or not even a giant, just a normal-sized albino kangaroo. Think about that for a second. It hops around. The Easter Bunny hops around on its hind legs, can carry Easter eggs in the fucking pouch, and it, you know, it's white and delivers chocolate. Like, it makes complete sense to me. So, from this moment on, I will never look at an Easter Bunny the same. I will always look at it as just a kangaroo because, you know, I like I, I thought when I thought this, I actually checked it up. There's no pictures of the Easter Bunny carrying eggs in its pouch. Like, I thought I had seen something like that, but I hadn't. So, that was wrong. But I still think I'm onto something here. Like, the conspiracy has been cracked wide open. Um, so, yeah. I hope you guys all now think of the Easter Bunny as a yeah the Easter Bunny as a fucking kangaroo. So you're welcome for that. Um, now I'm going to try and pull this back on track. So I've covered off that. I've covered off you know how over disciplining cannot be beneficial. So I want to talk about motivation and how and when to use motivation or how I think you should use motivation. So. Motivation should be used in short bursts. So I'm just going to have a little sippy sippy of water. Motivation should be used in short bursts, in my opinion, because that's all it's good for. You can't use it in long sustained things because it's just not going to happen. So how I usually use it is I'll start my session. Just say I'm doing, uh, let's use an example of a four hour ride. Okay. So I'm doing a four hour ride. I will use discipline to get myself out of bed, start in the cold, you know, start my ride, you know, maybe play a podcast or something. And then usually two and a half hours in, I'll have like my ass will be a bit sore from the seat. I'll be like a bit exhausted. I'll be like, all right, I'm over this now. Like I've been going for a while. That's when I'll use motivation. When I start to struggle, I'll be like, all right, let's flick, let's find, like flick through the brain and find some applicable motivation right now to get me through the next half an hour because that's all you got to do. You don't need to get, I don't need to get myself through the next hour and a half. I need to get myself through the next 15 minutes or half an hour because I know it's like a roller coaster as all endurance things are. It's like a fucking roller coaster. You, you have dips and you have peaks and that's, I'm in a dip and I just want to get enough motivation to get myself out of the dip and back to the peak. So that's what I do. I'll find something so... Say, I, could be, I would use my Ironman, for example, obviously, because it's the most recent thing I've done. I would be in a dip and I'd be like, no, think of the Ironman, like think of finishing and I'd get all emotional about finishing and be like, all right, yeah, fucking suck it up, you'll be fine. And that would pull me through and I'd get to the top of the next peak and I would ride that bitch all the way home. So you've got to use motivation in spurts. Now, I know it's different, like when you've got a 30-minute gym session, it's, it's different to a four-hour ride, but see, if I was to use motivation for for gym, I would try and think of, I'd try and make it not not so much long-term 
motivation, but I would try and play, I'd visualize a long-term goal. And I'd say, all right, if I didn't want to go, didn't want to train or didn't want to do a certain thing, it was going to be really hard. I'd think, okay, what's my long-term goal? I want to, you know, look jacked. All right, fine. In order to look jacked, I need to tick this box. And then you just get into it, get into it straight away. Um, and almost rip the bandaid off. I find that's another thing too. I don't know if this is relevant at all, but I find, so all right, we're going to rewind all the way back to the start because I'm going to, this is a new topic in, in it of itself. So a few while, a, a while ago, probably nearly a year and a half or two years ago, when I first started listening to podcasts, I was listening to Steve O's one. It's wild ride with Steve O the guy from Jackass, and he said, he he told a story about how he started just counting down from five when he didn't want to do things. So he would say, oh, you know, like, I think the example he used, he was jumping off a roof into a fucking spa and he didn't want to do it. And he like fucked himself up when he did it. But how he did it, he was like, all right, I'm just going to count down from five. And he set a rule that if he ever counted down like five, four, three, two, one and didn't go like that wasn't allowed you had to do it it was a non-negotiable and i heard that and i was like i rate that idea so i'll always if i don't want to do something i will count down from five like i use it all the time when i'm getting in the pool in the morning and it's like a little bit nippy it's not freezing cold because it's obviously a heated pool but when i don't want to get in and it's you know not not pleasant jumping in straight away i'll always be like all right five four and count down and then just jump in straight away as soon as it hits it's one uh, one or zero because that's a rule i've set for myself and i feel like that maybe setting a rule like that could be applicable for if you're more into doing um like sprint effort stuff is the example of say crossfit then you're about to start a workout like i well i when i do when i do little crossfit stuff i always have a little i use this app it's actually fucking wonderful um dr fat benjamino and i it's called wad it's called wad timer smart wad timer iphone android it's the fucking best you can do amraps emoms you know customize everything you can even do like normal you know 45 on 15 off whatever so we use that and it has a 10 second countdown and once that starts i'm gonna start when it hits zero or when the buzzer go when the buzzer goes off so I think that's another good way to, I guess, keep yourself accountable is just fucking start the clock. Once you start the clock, you're in. And the only way to, you know, get through it is to fucking do the work and get through the other side. Like back in the day, not back in the day, probably like a year and two years ago, before I started doing my try training, before I got right into that, I would do a lot. I would, what were we, oh, we used to call it Send It Tuesdays, Ben and I. And we would, we would do like, I would pick one workout in the morning on a Tuesday where I would just fucking send it. Like it might be, you know, 35 minutes, could be an hour, could be fucking five minutes. And it would just be brutal. It would be like something, I'll use an example. There was one that fucked me up real good. It was like one minute on, two minutes off. And it was, I think, just a 20 cal row and then max burpee box jump overs in the remaining time. So that 20 cal row you would rip out in... I don't know, like 30 seconds and then 30 seconds, max effort burpee box jump overs. And I'd probably do five rounds of that. So 15 minutes, you're only working for five and you are fucking dead. Like I'd get to the end of it and I'd be like, yep, I'm going to go to sleep. Like that's it. It's, it kills you. But once you start the clock, you're in. And the only way to get through it is to give it your all and get through the other side. So 
if you can take that on a, on as advice, then wonderful. Um, I I also did see something like I was thinking about. I don't know how I got to this, but I was I saw something on Instagram and it was about complaining and about how I guess complaining can be pointless. And I agree to a certain extent because complaining about things we actually set a rule when we did two bays that we were not allowed to complain during, which meant that we had to suffer internally. So I think that complaining is has its place. Like I think you should be able to voice your complaints about things. Like just say you've had a shit day at work. I think you should voice your complaints, but I think you should just voice them once. Just give your reason once. So, oh, this was, you know, today was hard because this so-and-so said this. And they should have really said, like, they should have fucking, you know, done this instead of just, you know, pissing everyone off or something like that. Whatever. Like, I think complaining has a place. You just need to limit it. Because if you over complain, like, it doesn't get any better. It doesn't get any worse. So get it off your chest and then just lock that bitch in a box and never mention it. And don't need to mention it again. You don't need to mention it every five minutes because it doesn't achieve anything if you keep complaining. It's just going to create like an echo chamber in your head and you're going to put yourself back in that moment when you were frustrated or when you were sore or when you were you know dealing with some shit like all you're going to do is put yourself back in that box and you're going to feel frustrated and it's just going to amplify it whereas if you just get it off your chest move on then you know you move on to new greater things and I've I like I found myself I can't remember what it was but I found myself whenever I start dwelling on certain things I will say, all right, like you've been dwelling on this for a while. It's consuming your energy. It's consuming your emotions. You need to let it go now or confront it. Like if something's bothering me about something or whatever, I need to either confront it in that situation. I need to confront it and move on or I need to just let it the fuck go and I'll make a decision. And once I've made that decision, it is final and I'm not allowed to dwell on it anymore. And that has helped me exponentially. I've just, there have been so many, not so many things, but there are like some things that have happened that, you know, bum me out a bit. And I'm like thinking about it. And it just, every time you think about it, you feel worse and worse. And you're like, oh, this sucks. But once you kind of set it up to say, all right, why does it suck? And if you have, you, you usually get to a point where you've got your two choices. You either confront the fact and fix it, or you let it go and move on. And once you make a choice, once you decide on which path you're going to go down, it just disappears. Never, like it might come back up, but you can say, no, nah, I've already dealt with this. Move on. And it's so freeing. So that's another fucking hot tip. If you're looking for something to do, give that a, give that a whirl. Um, oh, shit. I, I want to start, I, like, I don't know how to promote this podcast on, I'm not going to pick that pen up because I'm going to start clicking it and it is going to be annoying. Um, I want to figure out how I can try and promote this podcast better on Instagram and stuff by doing like sound clips and bites and little, you know, bits and bobs to just put out there. And today I was like, all right, I'm going to figure out a way to mark the podcast when I'm recording it, like hit a button and leave a little sound bite or like a start and a finish of a gem of information that I can use to, you know, promote it a bit. And we are 50 minutes in and I have not done that. So I guess we'll be doing it next week. Um, because yeah, I would like to try and put a bit of effort into promoting it so more people can, can listen, more people can hear. 
Um, but also word of mouth helps, so I'm going to drop it in again. If you guys can share with your mates, wonderful. I'd really appreciate it. It would not go unseen. Um, yeah. So, I've forgotten to do that. I will not be marking this point, this point, because I'm lost for words, apparently. Um, yeah, so, I am going to wrap it up slowly, I reckon, or soon, not slowly. I am going to jump into some questions. Now, I'm going to keep them anonymous, but there's some good ones. So, obviously, I covered off when to know when you've taken discipline too far earlier. Um, That was a fucking wonderful question. And, like, it's something, obviously, something, you know, I'm sure a lot of people struggle with. It's just a learning experience and you've just got to be mindful and acknowledge that if that's something that you struggle with, then you've got to acknowledge, you've got to look for the warning signs and learn how to manage it. That's that's the only way. And I guess speak to people that have dealt with it before. That's another another hot tip. Oh, I forgot to, I totally forgot to say. So I got, I got a pair of Vivos the other day, the uh, barefoot toe, like wide, wide shoes barefoot simulating shoes i suppose and i've had them in the past before i got them real cheap so i've had them in the past before and they were just real like real fugly looking ones like a little bit too big so they weren't that comfortable whereas these ones i've got right now are fucking amazing i've worn them non-stop the last couple of days um and i will do so you know for i'll wear them as much like i'm either going to wear these when i'm not training i'm either going to be wearing these all my slides. That's how it's going to be. So very, very excited. Very happy that they're comfortable. Um, so yeah, fun facts in or fun little adventure in my life. What else did I get that was... Oh, I didn't get anything else. So I thought I had something else cool that I got, but I didn't. Yesterday I bought some chocolate strawberries, chocolate coated freeze-dried strawberries at the, the bulk food store and I ate the whole bag. Caitlin was like, I don't know where this story came from, but Caitlin asked for one and I handed her the bag all scrunched up because I ate them all. <laughs> so I'm going to have to go get more today because they're amazing. Um, yeah, I don't know where the fuck that story came from. Anyway, moving back to the questions that I was going to answer, but got distracted. That's the beauty of this podcast, isn't it? Is I can get as distracted as I want and go on as many tangents as I want and no one can fucking stop me. I suppose you guys could just stop listening to me and I would probably get the message eventually but I like to think that there are people out there that will listen to this and I hope that one day this podcast grows to the point that I can share stories of cool people that you know probably otherwise wouldn't have had their story shared. So yes, this is an individual podcast but I would also like to share the stories of people you know I get the privilege of meeting in life. Anyway, moving on to the questions. So, this very strange human being asks, do you think reward or punishment is more powerful when it comes to discipline? Now, this is a fucking fantastic question. So, I I like to say reward is more powerful because the way I look at discipline is so um, again, I apologize. I'm using my Ironman as another example. My reward was finishing that race well. And that's how I, I guess, 
like imprinted that the, the discipline on my brain was like, all right, I want to fucking do this race well. I want to get there and I want to know. I want to have the confidence in myself that I've done all the training I can to finish this. And that's what I did. I had the discipline to do every fucking session that I could. I ticked every single box that I could to get to there and be as ready as possible. And that was kind of like a reward system for me. So that's that's how I kind of, like that's what I based it off is the reward of finishing that race well. So I guess for me, it is more powerful. The reward of doing something well is more powerful than the, dis, uh, the I guess, the punishment for not doing it well. But in saying that, I feel like it's the same thing because if I didn't do everything in order, like if I didn't tick all the boxes to get to my Ironman and I didn't do all the hard work to get there and do it well, then I wouldn't have finished it well. And then I would be, I would know exactly why I didn't do as well. And that would be punishment because I would be like, I'd be aware of the fact that I, um, you know, didn't complete it because I was fucking lazy and missed sessions and thought I was, you know, didn't need to train for it. And then I'd be disappointed and that disappointment would be punishment. So I guess it's the same shit, basically. That's what I've kind of, I guess, worked myself to through this conversation with myself is that I think the punishment and the reward is the same thing because if you are successful, you get rewarded with success. If you're not successful, you get punished with knowing that you could have done more. So very, yeah, that's... I've just blown my own mind. You're welcome, guys. Um, so yeah, in short, I'm going to mark this as a soundbite. Do I think reward or punishment is more powerful when it comes to discipline? I think the reward and the punishment are the same thing. It just depends on how disciplined you are in the lead up to that event or that certain situation. If you're disciplined enough you will get rewarded with success. If you're not disciplined enough, you will get punished with failure. Boom. Mic drop. I've gonna, I'm going to flag this, and you'll see this on uh, Instagram. Or if you haven't listened to this entire podcast, you will just see this bite, and you won't hear me saying this now. Um, next question. What is your top tip for people with poor time management? Wow, this is wonderful. So poor time management is... A fucking shit one. I find myself falling into the trap of poor time management when I don't have enough things to do. So whenever I've got a lot of things on, I will always be better with my time because it's like, all right, I can't afford to slack off. I need to do this, 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 this. All right. And like, I'm super organized when it comes to that kind of stuff. Like I know that, you know, if I have a jam packed day and I have to be at a certain place at a certain time, I'll know that, all right, I have to get up at four o'clock. I'll have to start training at the latest by five o'clock. I'll have to be finished at this time. So that might mean if I'm like, if I have to be somewhere, I think this happened once when I was in my Ironman training, I had to be somewhere at like one o'clock. So I was like, all right, I have to fucking get up and I have to start riding by six because I have, you know, a six hour ride and then I have a certain amount of time to get ready. I have a certain amount of time to run. And then I was like, I can't stop for more than 30 minutes in the duration of this ride because that'll throw me out of whack. So I think doing more things helps me personally be more organized. So if I was to, if I was to have a tip for people with poor time management, 
I, you've got to just fuck. I, I honestly, I don't really know because I'm not bad with time management. But I guess if you have the more things you have to do, the smoother it is because you're jam packed with. I don't know where the fuck I'm going with this. I am so sorry. I'm not going to cut this out either because this is a real podcast. But yeah, time management. Just I guess write shit down. Have a list. Like I, I know that's how I manage my work in the mornings or the, like actually no I start at the day before so before I leave work I'll write a list of you know say five or six things I need to do the next day and then when I come in I'll do those things straight away that way I'm not wasting time when I get into work and then I'll obviously have more things that will come up during the course of the day that I'll write down and I will just work my way down the list I will there are going to be things it's not necessarily in order some things will be quicker than others and I'll usually just tick the easy short sharp shit off as soon as I get into work so it gives me time to warm up the gears um so yeah I guess I suppose lists are a fucking wonderful thing and deadlines make sure you set yourself deadlines for stuff because if you don't have a deadline then it can take forever and if I know for me if something can take forever it's gonna take forever so even today's podcast recording I have a deadline and I'm gonna stick to that so yeah, setting lists, deadlines, and just try and hold yourself accountable, I suppose, when it comes to um, poor time management. And last question of the day is, would you rather fight one rhino-sized praying mantis or 1,000 praying mantis-sized rhinos? See, now I feel like this could be a trick question because... If you don't know anything about praying mantises, you would get fucked the fuck up by a rhino-sized one. So I would definitely fight the 1,000 praying mantis-sized rhinos because one, that would be fun. They would be so adorable. And two, a fucking rhino-sized praying mantis would be so fucking deadly. Are you serious? If aliens come down from space and they are rhino-sized praying mantises we are royally fucked have you seen those things go and look on youtube of a praying mantis eating a fucking hummingbird those motherfuckers will catch the hummingbird as it's you know trying to drink water and just eat it alive they'll start eating its fucking brain they are fucking savages so there is no way in hell i'm gonna want to fight a fucking rhino-sized praying mantis because it would probably rip my arms off and just eat me alive so fuck that um and that is all the questions that i have for today's podcast i am just going to review my notes real quick to make sure that i've ticked everything off because we don't want to be missing anything i mean it's not like i'm doing one next week that i can catch it all up on um so speaking of next week i don't know what next week's topic will be it will fall in my lap i presume tomorrow at some stage or midway through the week through the week regardless of that i will be writing down all the cool things i think of because it's hilarious it's not hilarious because that's just how i do things oh another thing oh i get to finish watching so caitlin and i started watching a movie last night after playing monopoly called the tomorrow war with chris pratt and that was actually really good um but i was starting to fall asleep so we had to stop watching it so we'll get to finish that today which is awesome um yeah so I will, I'm going to wrap this up. I will talk to you guys next week. This podcast will be live by 5.30 tonight. 
um, not that it matters for you because you'll be listening to it whenever the fuck you want to. You could listen to it multiple times too if you, if you really wanted to. Personally, I probably wouldn't, but if you really wanted to, you could. So that is it for today's episode. I will chat to you guys next week. Uh, I hope you enjoy this and please, if you have any feedback, let me know because I'm always looking to improve. Hopefully the volume on this one is much better than the last few. Um, And yeah, any tips, questions, feedback, hit me up. I'm always open and willing to make improvements unless you're trying to, you know, chicane me, then, you know, keep that shit to yourself. Um, Please share this podcast and have a wonderful day and a wonderful week.